0: Today I'm talking to you from Rinchoa. It is a suburb of Lisbon between Sintra and Lisbon on the Sintra train line, which is very handy, and we are settled into our home for the next four weeks. This place is much bigger than we expected. It has three bedrooms. I kind of forgot about that. We were looking for a two-bedroom place. In the end, we found this place. I mean, the price was great and the location was great. It had everything we needed and with an extra bedroom, so why not? If anyone is in Lisbon between now and February 18th, I'm serious, let me know because we may have a bed for you. This morning we got up at our hostel, Lisbon Calling. Again, a wonderful hostel, a place we'll definitely try to get back to if we need a place to stay in the city. They even included breakfast, light breakfast of course, but coffee and toast and a bit of fruit, things like that. And just for your reference, a room like that, we got a private room. This is, well, it's kind of a dorm. I mean, there was a bunk bed, but it was all handcrafted. It was like a double bed and then a platform above that with two single beds with a ladder to get up. So, of course, the kids scurried right up there, right off the bat. Now, there weren't any railings on this platform. It was this kind of smooth, polished wood in an eccentric shape. It wasn't squared off or anything. It was all basically handmade. Uh, if the beds were pointed in the wrong direction and someone was having a rough night, they would roll off the bed and onto the floor eight feet below. So we make sure that the beds that they were sleeping on up on this uh, platform were tight against the wall and perpendicular to the edge of the platform so that if they rolled off, which they don't, wouldn't usually do, they would simply roll to the middle of the platform. It would take a lot of effort to roll off the actual thing onto the floor below. So that was a bit of an adventure, but we figured it out. And then uh, we checked out at 11 o'clock and were able to leave our bags in this place too. So we did get to the Bica Elevador, again, just down the street. Our metro transit passes were still valid for another hour or so. So we were able to make the most of that, go all the way up to the top of the hill, at which point we got back on the 28E tram, one of those electric trams, which we had been on the day before. But now we knew where to go and where it would take us because we wanted to get close to the city center. The question was, well... What are we going to do for the next kind of two or three hours? Because we wanted to get out to the apartment here around 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. It was now just after 11, kind of 11.30. Uh, we knew we needed to get to the train. We'll pick up our bags, let's say, just after 2 o'clock. So essentially, we're looking at, well, what can we do for the next two and a half hours? We've got the kids in tow. We don't want to spend too much money today. We really just like to take it easy. So what can we do? Well, it was instantly appealing to take the ferry to the other side of the river. These are catamaran-style fast ferries, pedestrians only, that go to the suburbs on the south side of the Tiju River. So we took the tram back over to the center of the city near the Rua de Augusta and uh, across the square where they have a couple terminal buildings, one's for tour boats at this beautiful hall of clad, all clad in marble and big high ceilings and picture windows to look out over the river. This is for just the private tour boats that do various cruises. Right next to it is the regular ferry terminal, a bit smaller scale, but still a very nice building. Eventually we figured out the right tickets that we would need because our passes not only had expired by this point, but they weren't valid for ferries. It was just for the metro, the tram, and the bus. Still a pretty good deal. And the elevators. So it cost about five euros per adult and a bit less for kids for a return ticket to the other side, but it was a relatively affordable, easy, and entertaining option for the next uh, hour and a half. The ferries take roughly 20 minutes to get across. Now we were going to a suburb called Berriro. At this point, from now on, you're really going to hear me working on my Portuguese pronunciation. <laughs> it's not easy, but we're starting to get the hang of it, I think. Bariru is kind of southeast of Lisbon city center. Not quite due south, it kind of angles a bit to the right. And this ferry is actually the longest of all the ferry crossings. It's the longest route, so we'd get the most out of our time, let's say, and get some really nice views. It was, again, a pretty sunny day today, a bit of rain off and on, but the rain never lasts that long. It was interesting, I knew that when we'd get to the other side, I looked it up a little bit. This was far from any kind of touristy thing to do and stuff activities or whatever on the other side. This is very much for locals. There were no tourists at all. When you get to the other side, you had to walk quite a bit across a big parking lot and so on. It's very much made for commuters. There's a little train station and a bus stop, and you get across the main road. And there are a few little shops, like a laundromat, a corner store. And there was a, I knew that there was a little bakery or patisserie there where we could get a snack and coffee. So this was our first experience of zero English. And we hacked our way through. We ordered like four pastries and a couple coffees, which of course were little espresso shots. (laughs) I think the trick is to order cafe lattes or something similar if you want a coffee that's at least a little bit bigger. But it wasn't bad. All of that came to roughly five euros. So we sat outside, enjoyed that, and had just enough time to then wander around a little bit to go back to the ferry and back across to the city center. Now, at this point, we're still trying to figure out the train passes and the best tickets to get, especially because we're going to make the most of it for the next four weeks. I mean, we're not going to go into town every day, but maybe a couple times a week at least, we could be taking the train either to Sintra or to Lisbon. So we ideally would like to get a monthly pass, but I haven't figured out one that makes sense, especially one that has the child's discount. The one option I did see is that you have to apply for a pass. You've got to copy identification and submit a whole application form. It costs a few euros to get the card, and it said something like expect 5 to 10 business days until you actually get the card in the mail, all this kind of stuff. But obviously, we're not going to do that for a 30-day pass, so I don't know. We may just have to get individual tickets. They have here what's called zapping with the local transit card, that Via Via Viazhen card, which is the rechargeable transit card that you can get. And you can add a few euros at a time. It gives you a slight discount on each ticket. And that's likely what we'll do. The only thing with that is they don't differentiate between children and adults. So the kids would still be paying the full price. Ideally, they would get 50% off. So I don't know. We'll try to figure that out. At least for today, all that really mattered was getting the right train and getting out to our place. Rossio is the central station for a lot of trains that go out towards Sintra and the northwest, north-northwest of the city. It's well-connected on the metro, so we took the metro there. And the station is this big train station, a classic European station, big vaulted ceilings. There weren't that many platforms, only four or five, and really not all that many trains for a station of that size. But it's still very functional. I mean, there's trains to Sintra roughly every 20, 30 minutes, so we didn't have to wait too long to get on the train. And then it was about 30 minutes exactly to our station, which is Rio de Muro, the fourth last stop on the Sintra line. From there, a pretty quick walk to our apartment, but one thing I kind of knew, but also had forgotten about, was the hills that certainly exist out here in Rinshoa also. (laughs) So it's a bit of a steep climb up some slippery sidewalk and very slippery stairs, when you take the shortcut, to get to the front door of our apartment building. But all in all, it takes maybe five or seven minutes. I certainly noticed, as we were getting closer to the apartment, that everything is quite green, like really green. The concrete stairs out here are covered in green moss. Well, that's a sign of just how wet it is. But we got straight to our apartment pretty quickly. We are on what in North America would be considered the third floor. In Europe, the second floor. Again, a very big spacious apartment with lots of windows, nice big kitchen, little living room. It's all kind of one big open space, dining room table, three bedrooms. There's even two bathrooms, one shower, but two toilets. The best part is out at the front, there's a nice little balcony that's protected. It's got windows that close over and shelter, so it's dry, relatively speaking. And that's where we get the most sunlight. And as I stepped out there, I just kind of craned my neck and looked out the window, and off in the distance, I could see the Palacio de Peña, the famous multicolored one in Centre on the top of the hill that's red and yellow and so on. You can see it from the corner of our balcony. It's quite a few kilometers away, but it's there, when it's not in the clouds at least. So the next step was to unpack our bags, decide who's going to get which room, and go and get a few groceries. It's a different mindset now, you know? It's not like, well, we're only here for a couple nights, or we got to pack up and leave tomorrow morning. It's the total opposite. It just really changes your pace and perspective on things. Because it's like, well, you know, we don't have to rush and do it all right now. We get the things we need, and there's a grocery store like a two-minute walk away, so we can always go back and get more stuff tomorrow. Priorities are going to be things like finding playgrounds for the kids, and uh finding any other tricks of getting around, I'd like to figure out some of the local bus networks, so we may have access to some other stores and options. It'd be nice to find a little bakery, hopefully, and some fresh coffee, of course, see what the wine selection is like, and start making ourselves at home and I mean, I've got some work to catch up on, too. I purposely planned it this way so that I wouldn't have a whole bunch of deadlines and things to do over the past uh, eight, nine days while we were traveling, but Now's the time to get caught up, so I need to figure out a little office space here and and really just start getting into the groove. It's such a different mindset from what we've been used to the last week. But it's nice to be here and to have a home for the next four weeks. So what I'm thinking now, in terms of this show, I still want to do as many daily updates as I can. It's going to shift. Obviously, we're not going to be doing nearly as much uh, sightseeing and constant moving and exploring. We'll certainly see quite a few things. It's really, really neat to think that, you know, we can walk five minutes to the train station, be in Sintra in like 10, 12 minutes at the most, and explore. We don't have to pack it all into one day. We can go to one palace tomorrow and the next one next week, whatever it is. You know, it's literally in our backyard. So it's going to be great to share some of those experiences and insights with you. Plus, we'll do some more things around Lisbon, especially family activities. There's a great aquarium here. There's a famous science museum. Some other parts of the city that we haven't been to yet, including some of the beach areas. Cascais is the famous uh, beach area for Lisbonites, which is basically right out at the mouth of the river. It's basically on the ocean, but it's all reachable by train. It's a bit of a jog from here. We'd go into the city and then back out to Cascais, but it's all quite doable. So very much looking forward to seeing some beaches. And one fun challenge will be, a lot of people ask me, well, you know, you're close to Centre, are you close to a beach there? I mean, kind of, in a straight line, it's closer to the real west coast, like right on the open ocean from where we are here than it is to Cascais, which is kind of still tucked in a little bit, like it's still technically on the river. So if you want to go to the right to the open ocean, it's actually closer to go right over to the coast. But well, that's, I don't think, a very easy thing to do. I think there are buses to get there. Now, would that be worthwhile? Would you get there? Would you have to take two or three buses and have like half an hour and have to turn around? Maybe rent a car or I suppose a taxi or something for the day? That's possible. I i know that it's quite rocky around that headland on the other side of the hill where Sintra is. There's not a lot of beaches, but there's certainly some. So we'll check it out, especially if it's a nice sunny day. Again, so far, the weather's been pretty sunny. The rain certainly comes off and on. It doesn't last too long. The sun doesn't last too long either. It's just constantly changing. But you know that if it's cloudy, there's going to be sun before long. And if it's sunny, well, it probably won't last too long because there'll be some more showers before you know it. So that seems to be the nature of winters here. But we're talking like 15, 16 degrees, if not more, in the sun. Now, I do know that when the sun goes down and you get into the evening, it gets quite cool and damp here as well. So we'll see how that plays out. So, yes, I'll be doing some more updates for sure as often as I can. I don't know about every single day, but as much as I can, just with some glimpses of daily life, you know, getting around town, things to see and do, interacting with locals, hopefully, the realities of living abroad, this slow travel thing, digital nomad type working as well, and uh, sharing what we learn about Portuguese, too. We're certainly doing our best now to learn the language, practice our words or basic vocabulary. So it'll be interesting to see some of that progress, too. And then ultimately, we need to plan the rest of our trip because we don't know where we're going to be four weeks from now. After four weeks from now, we're going to have to figure out the next step right until the end of March. So that's going to be a top priority very, very soon. Stay tuned for that. It's as much a mystery for me as it is for you. (laughs) All right. Boa noite from Portugal, and we'll talk to you more soon.